You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone. Thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. We have a great show in store for you on this Friday morning. I'm Phil Milani, joined as always by my trusty sidekick and partner in crime at Eric Dalala. Hello, Phil. It's nice to rejoin you on the podcast after a few days away. It was a long time away. I've I, ju- I just eagerly, missed you. I know. I've eagerly awaited being back in this room and just... Talking about the Broncos, but just chatting with you mainly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I miss most, too. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, a lot of topics to get to. We're going to talk Drew Locke because there's really, I mean, because I'm hosting what, the show. Yeah, so. What else? What else is there to really talk about? Um, we'll have some updates on Von Miller and whether or not we think he'll play this week. Of course, he missed last week, snapping a 95 consecutive game streak, including the playoffs with a bit of an MCL injury. So we'll update you on that. Plus we'll talk about Kareem Jackson heading back to Houston to face his former team. He was drafted in the first round to Houston, played his first nine seasons of his career in Houston, heading back for the first time on Sunday. Plus we'll have all of our usual games, two truths, one lie, fill in the blank, a Rick of the week. There was a person who commented on Apple Podcasts and they said to that review. they love a Rick of the Week and the Limerick Challenge, if you will. Kind of interesting because the last a Rick of the Week wasn't a Rick. <laughs> That's what makes it's, it so Drew good. Locke. Um, so we'll have all of our usual games as well. But let's also introduce who's also in studio. There's a couple of also's there. Let's also introduce who's in studio with us here, Eric. Once again, trying out for the role of podcast supervisor, Ben Swanson. Hey, Phil. What's going on? We got some more voicemails. We did. I know. Aren't you surprised? I'm not surprised because the loyal listenership <laughs> of the neutral zone, you guys always come through for us. That's true. One guy actually came through and left us three voicemails, which was, <laughs> which was nice. Uh, very nice of, uh, is it Zach and Gunnison? It is Zach. Do you want to play uh, play his voicemail for us, Swanson? Sure. Hi, this is Zach Schlichting calling from Gunnison, Colorado. Longtime Broncos fan, and I just want to thank you guys so much for everything you guys do. Love listening to you guys' show. I was down in Peru for a while, and I wasn't able to watch a lot of the Broncos games, but I was following you guys every day, listening to all the podcasts. I love you guys' uh, dynamics. Emily with the hellos. Ben Swanson, got to kind of pick it up a little bit. Just joking, but uh, love you guys. Go Broncos. Go Drew Locke. Keep up the great work. That was a tremendous voicemail. He was just kidding, but Swanson, you really do need to pick it up. (laughs) I kind of had a feeling that y'all were going to disagree with him joking around. (laughs) That was a great voicemail. Zach, thank you so much for listening to The Neutral Zone. That guy basically could be a co-host. He could be. That was tremendous. I'm a little worried about the... Podcast supervisor position. <laughs> he loves Drew Locke. He made fun of made fun of Swanson. <laughs> said hello. Exactly. It's essentially, all you have to do to be a host. Uh, let's also introduce our intern extraordinaire, Emily Samanskas, joining us here in studio. Hello. I promise I was on time. The introduction is just a little late. 
Well, we had to get to the voicemail first. So. That's true. Should, should we or, remind people how to leave a voicemail? Uh, yes, 707 just real neutral. Quick, just real quick, yeah. 707 neutral. Do you think it's easier, like, if I say something while you're trying to tell how to say, call in? Say it so, again. What? 707 neutral. Exactly. Yeah. We need, like, a jingle. 707 neutral. I think that's it right there. Pretty good. Do you think Aaron Samanskis made it to this point in the podcast? Yes, of course. She was like, where's my daughter? <laughs> Shout out, Mom. Is she okay? <laughs> uh, Swanson, you want to play the other voicemail we got? Sure. No name on this one. Hi, guys. Uh, just some of my thoughts about the game. I thought uh, Drew Locke played pretty exceptional. Um, you know, despite his uh, waning performance in the second half, uh, I'm pretty excited to see what he does. And uh, I think that this Broncos team is uh, pretty exciting going forward. But my question for you guys is how or do you try to pay both um, Justin Simmons and Chris Harris in the offseason? And what do you think that looks like? Thanks, guys. Go Broncos. Pretty exceptional, huh? Pretty exceptional. Wow. It was. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thank you for leaving that voicemail there. Uh, Good question, huh? How are they going to afford to to pay for Chris Harris Jr. and Justin Simmons? What do you think? We have John Elway in studio here. <laughs> no, we do not. Not right oh, now, but so we can just speculate. But Swanson was supposed to book Elway. Yeah. Oh, Swanson, we don't do that. Yeah. No, we Gosh, do not do that. that is, um, we can never work here again. I do think that if they believe Drew Locke is a guy, maybe they can move on from Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. That would save a little bit of money there. And then uh, what do you think in, in terms of a, a ballpark for these guys? Maybe about together around $25 million maybe? I know that's a, a number you like to, to float around. That's the number that I throw out there. We'll, we'll see. I think it all depends on does Justin Simmons want to really go out and test the market? Because if that's the case, then I think he's going to get more um, – then maybe the Broncos can afford to give him and Harris together. But if Justin decides, hey, I want to be in Denver, and Chris Harris's market isn't as robust as maybe he thinks it might be, uh, then then sure, we could see both of those guys back. I suspect there's probably a higher likelihood that Simmons is back than Chris is back, but um, that's just kind of coming from the way that Vic Fangio has talked about Justin Simmons. And another thing, I think the franchise tag would be an option for Justin Simmons, potentially. Yeah, I know that they don't want it to get to that. I think that they'd like to lock up Simmons for the long term. They really like Justin. He's a great guy in the locker room. So I think that they're working hard to maybe even get something done here before the season so he doesn't end up hitting the market. And then for as far as Chris goes, you know, he's toward the end of his career. I know that he really wants to win. But I also know that he likes it here in Denver you know, uh, sometimes, in my opinion, undrafted guys, they have a loyalty to the teams that gave them their shot. Not saying that uh, that's Chris's case, but I know that sometimes that that happens. And I also think that, uh, you know, Chris has the the last several weeks here has been really vocal in the locker room in a very positive way. Uh, you talk to some of the other young uh, guys in the secondary, Duke Dawson, Duke Dawson, who? Duke Dawson? Oh, right. Um, you talk to uh, Devontae Harris. They tell you about how much Chris has really helped them and uh, doing film study and getting ready for games. So I do think that the Broncos would love to have that, those two guys back. So 
I'm not sure exactly how they get the numbers to do that. But you'd love to, you'd love to have all your good players back, you know. The Broncos do have a lot of uh, draft picks this year, so they're going to have to pay those guys if they end up holding on to a lot of them. So they're going to have to figure out sort of where they are financially um, before they head into free agency. But I do know that they would love to get a deal done with uh, at least Justin Simmons before the season is done. And this is the type of situation where it's really hard to talk about the cap and how much room you have at this point in the season because there are guys that could be cut you know, in March or even in June that you might not uh, bring back. There's other guys that you could sign in free agency that will take up some of that cap space. So that's all part of the picture. It's not like the Chris Harris deal or the Vaughn, or excuse me, the uh, Justin Simmons deal. Those don't exist in a vacuum. It's all about what you want to do with the rest of your roster. And so we'll, uh, we'll see. I think with the, the base that the Broncos have, something that can help Justin Simmons and Chris Harris Jr., is you've got all these really good players right now on rookie contracts, which means maybe there's some more money for those older guys. Yeah, you would hope that, uh, you know, with all the young guys on the team, that they would have some flexibility in terms of longer-term deals, guys heading into their second contract, and then in Chris's case, guys who are, um, you know, toward the end of their career looking to get another uh, contract before wrapping things up, which I assume that's probably the likelihood for Chris, so... Anyway, thank you so much for the voicemails. Make sure if you enjoy listening to the Neutral Zone and want to be on, leave us a voicemail and we'll play it. And Swanson, also they could leave um, an email. Yeah, if you want to write an email, we also have an account at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. Neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. That's correct. Or 707neutral. Yeah. And since this is audio, we prefer the voicemails. That's true. But if you have to, you really want to write like a 2,000 word long screed. Emily will read the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> she has a great voice for podcasting. She does. Hello, emails. So uh, that will conclude our voicemail slash email segment of the show. Eric, I believe that it's time for two truths, one lie. Or sometimes it's one, tr- one truth, two lies. Are you ready? I am. Make sure you're paying really close attention. Okay. I'm just pulling up my uh, my notes here. Yeah, to fact check it as we go. You can't. Yeah. That's cheating. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll close it. Yeah. Drew Locke became just the sixth rookie quarterback in Broncos history to win his first, to win his NFL starting debut. I'll read that one more time. Sorry. Drew Locke became just the sixth rookie quarterback in Broncos history to win his NFL starting debut. The first since Gary Kubiak in 1983. That's number one. Number two, Cortland Sutton and DeAndre Hopkins enter this matchup with very similar statistics. Both have six touchdowns. Both have more than 900 yards receiving. The only really major difference is Hopkins has 86 receptions, compared to Sutton's 54 receptions. Uh. Okay. And number three, Deshaun Watson caught a touchdown pass last week, caught a touchdown pass last week versus the Patriots. The last Broncos quarterback to simply catch a pass was John Elway in 1998. He did it three times. Wow. Some nice obscure uh, 
references here. My favorite. I went deep. I went deep. Um, the first one is true. Yes, that is true. Drew the Locke. first uh, quarterback since Gary Kubiak. Impressive. That was impressive. Oh. What was the third one again? Deshaun Watson caught a touchdown pass. The okay. first Broncos quarterback to catch a pass since Elway. What? Gosh, <laughs> no, not quite. Okay. <laughs> Houston Texans quarter quarterback Deshaun Watson caught a touchdown pass last week versus the Patriots. The last Broncos quarterback to simply catch a pass was John Elway in 1998. He did it three times in his career. You see, Eric, it's interesting when a quarterback catches a pass. I think that one's false. You think it's that one? Yeah. You're correct. (laughs) That one is false. The last Broncos quarterback to catch a pass was Brian Greasy in 2001. Wow. You got me. No, you you got it correct. Well, hooray for me. (laughs) You want to know something really crazy? Tell me. That Brian Greasy's pass that he caught, the pass that Brian Greasy caught. He threw it to himself. Also against the Patriots. Whoa. Whoa. That's who the the Texans played. Yeah. The Patriots just give up catches to quarterbacks all the time. Was Tom Brady playing in that game? I don't, it was 2001, so, so... Potentially. Potentially. That's crazier. That is a little bit crazier. Can you name all the Broncos quarterbacks that have started since Tom Brady <laughs> took over? No. No, it's not no, good. That's, that's not good that's podcasting. That's bad podcasting. Probably could get that done, but um, not great podcasting. So okay. uh, that is two truths, one lie. Swanson, maybe some theme music. Two truths, one lie. Two truths, one lie. That made me uncomfortable. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Let's dive into our favorite topic here on the neutral zone, and that is, of course, Drew Locke. Put the straps on, put the backpack, and let's go to work. Let's go to school. Which one? (laughs) Which one do you want to go to? (laughs) Get on a school bus. What do you think? Drew Locke heading into his first road start. It's going to be a little bit of a different challenge. Then facing the Chargers at home. It's going to be a tough atmosphere. Very good defense there in Houston. What do you think? Well, the the passing defense isn't actually very good at all, Phil. But the atmosphere. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of... Don't just read me your statistics. That's a good team. Uh huh. Did you see what they did to Tom Brady last week? I did. Have you seen what Tom Brady's done see? to literally did everybody you see? else? Did you see nothing? The Don't Texans, say that about Tom Brady. The Texans' defense, uh, especially in the passing game, not great. They, Brad, uh, uh, to be fair, Bradley Roby has missed some games this year for them. Texans, just I know you don't like stats because it gets in the way of your narrative, but Texans because sometimes it's just silly nonsense. I watch and I use my eyeballs. Tell me if I this my is brain. Tell me if this is nonsense. Last and third down percentage, thirty first in red zone defense, twenty eighth in passing defense and interceptions, twenty sixth in sacks. To me, that says Drew Locke's got an opportunity to have a nice game. And what would that mean? Nice. What's nice? Uh, well, more than one hundred and thirty four yards passing, I think, would be a good place to start. Really? Just going out on a little bit of a limb here. Okay. You've been watching practice this week. Uh, how has Drew looked knowing that, hey, 
I'm going to be the guy. I'm not out here auditioning. We heard him after the game say, now that I'm the quarterback around here, you're going to get to see a lot more of my personality. Well, Vic Fangio was asked about that, about how eager are you to see Drew's personality? Vic said, anxious, really <laughs> anxious. No, I think I could see Drew Locke throwing three touchdowns this week. How many? Three. Three. Yeah. Not I, four. Not four. <laughs> that would have been nice. But three. No, I actually am more, and I'm sure we'll get to this maybe a little bit um, when we talk about Vaughn, but... I'm less concerned about the Broncos' offense necessarily than I am about how they keep up with the, with how their defense keeps up with the Texans' offense that obviously has some really dangerous receiving threats. And so I could see this kind of being a game like the Vikings game perhaps where the Broncos are able to score maybe somewhere in the 20-point range and it's a close game, but it becomes more of can you stop them and can Drew Locke keep up with the scoring rather than kind of a slog on offense. Uh, just for the record, the Broncos always score in the 20-point range. That's always. just sort of what they do. 20 points and they're good. What about like two weeks ago in Buffalo when they didn't get to the 20-point range? I don't know what you're talking about. Got it. Um, <laughs> short short never, memory. <laughs> never more. Yeah, exactly. I should the be a quarterback. The seven-day rule. Boom. <laughs> short memory. Yeah, short memory. Except when it comes to Throw the Texans. Pick. Maybe the Bills. Um, whatever. I will say I think that Drew Locke has played in some tough atmospheres coming from the SEC. He's been in in some ruckus environments. And uh ruckus. 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 Let's let's move on. <laughs> Rutgers. Yeah, he's been Drew Locke has played in a lot of Rutgers environments. <laughs> No, but I, I do think that uh, hearing Drew Locke talk, by the way, great podium presence. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. He knows what that he's was saying. Good. Do you that, want to explain that? That was that very to... entertaining. Well, I mean, if you watched the game, you saw Drew come up to the line a couple of times and take an extra glance at his uh, arm patch with all of the play calls on there. Arm patch? Wristband. There you go. Gosh, you're, you're killing it today. Wristband arm patch. That's what it is. It's an arm patch. An arm, and, uh, I think an arm patch like helps you quit smoking. That's a nicotine patch. Like, right. It goes Which on is your essentially arm. what you're describing. A, this is a play sheet patch on the arm. <laughs> it attaches directly to your skin. Very painful to remove. Yep. It was on his arm. You should so, just, and it was a patch. <laughs> basically like a like a play tattoo on your arm. He should get tattoo. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, hard to hard to call any audibles. Anyway, he kept looking at it just like Buzz Lightyear did in the movie Toy Story. Mm, nice. And uh, Dalton Reisner was poking fun at him about it. He was. And we were having a little bit of a chuckle up in the press box. That's true because there was one time when he was at the line and was still looking at it essentially <laughs> yeah. as the ball was snapped. Yeah, but it's better to get it right and look silly than get it wrong. Well, I think a, a few things from Drew that I think show maybe – he can do some good things this weekend. One, he's talking to Peyton Manning and Archie Manning. Good positive sign. <laughs> yes, they're probably going to give him some good advice. What did Archie tell him? He said, you can't win them all if you don't win the first. Yeah. That sounds like good. some neutral zone wisdom. Yeah. Archie, if you're listening, <laughs> you're welcome to join us anytime. Archie's a big fan. We have an opening as p for podcast supervisor <laughs> that we think you might be interested in. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't, I can't compete with that. <laughs> 
so that's that's one thing. I think he something that John Elway said this week and Vic Fangio and Rich Gangarello. Drew Lock had a reason for doing everything that he was doing. John Elway said that? He did say that. He did told it? that to you. Oh, that's right. I don't right. know if you remember. That is right. I do remember that. But so that's kind of the most difficult thing at times of why are you throwing it here? Why are you throwing it away? Why are you scrambling out of the pocket? Drew had a reason for those things. I think he'll only get more comfortable. The armband, like you were talking about, arm patch, wrist. Arm patch. Attachment, whatever you want to call it, was helping him. Scangarello would kind of give him an idea of what was coming, and then he'd he'd read off a, a number in a play. The other thing I thought was interesting is someone said, someone asked Scangarello on Thursday, how much input does Drew Locke have on the game plan? And Skangarilla said, well, when you work with a guy like Drew Brees, you're not really coaching him. You're more collaborating with him. He said, Drew's not at that point yet. You're still coaching him. You're still trying to get to that point. I think Broncos fans would be kind of happy if he wound up like Drew Brees. Yes. Would you they sign would, up for I that? I think so, yes. You'd sign up for that? Because What if you limit him then? He'd you know? be like a 6'5 version of Drew Brees, which would be unstoppable. Sounds kind of like Peyton Manning or John Elway. A little bit like that. John Elway, 6'3". Yeah, Peyton Manning, 6'5". Six, six, five. Five. Laser yeah. rocket arm. <laughs> yes. Although, you ever seen not. that Gatorade, that old Gatorade commercial with Peyton Manning? He did a lot of those. Well, but it was one where he like uh, he was real tired and his arm was bad, and then he drank a sip of Gatorade, and all of a sudden it was like, laser rocket arm Peyton Manning. I have seen that. Great commercial. It is, considering that all these years later we're talking about it. On the neutral zone. On the neutral zone. No, I think that Drew getting all the reps this week, not having to worry about if he's going to be the starter or not, that's going to help him a lot. And, you know, I really liked what Dalton Reisner was doing there. He was poking fun at at Drew Locke. He also, Locke also said that Reisner was, like, saying the plays backwards, you know, talking in the huddle. A little counterproductive, but I think the goal there was to let Locke settle in and be relaxed and know that it's just a game. And um, that's good. I think that's good to just be able to have some fun like that and know that it's not that big of a deal. And that's something else that Drew El- or John Elway said. Whoa. Did I say Drew Elway? Freudian slip. <laughs> um, that's another thing that I asked John. I said, hey, did you give Drew any advice before his first start? And he said, hey, I just told him, relax. It's just a game. And uh, I like that. Go out there and have some fun, and it's not – don't feel like all the pressure in the world is on you. Relax and go have some fun. Throw and I th- think that Locke did that. Yeah, and uh, maybe this week he throws for three touchdowns. Yeah, maybe four touchdowns. Check in with me on uh, Monday afternoon when we record the next episode of The Neutral Zone, and you'll be asking me, hey, is Drew Locke up for Rookie of the Week after throwing three touchdowns? Or four touchdowns. That's true. So, according to Eric, the Texans' defense sucks, and Drew's going to go down there and ball out. <laughs> not according so, to, well, we got that. To clarify, the numbers say the Texans' defense is not very good. I say he's going to go out there and ball out. Got it. Perfect. Can I ask a question? Oh, yeah. I was just wondering what y'all thought about Drew's reaction to his interception and how he kind of, I guess, is uh, – Anticipating the the speed of NFL players now after kind of understanding that he can't make some of the same throws. Uh, yeah, I think so. He said that he, well, he was just trying to make a throw and he didn't think that that linebacker was going to be able to get it. Right, Denzel Perriman? 
Yeah. So I think he's going to have to realize that the athleticism at this level is these big guys can make freaky plays. But that one was just a bad throw. That looked like a pretty easy interception. He looked like he was aware of their athleticism as he dodged all of their attempts to sack him. <laughs> That's true. So <laughs> Eric, Eric's got glasses on during the game that just have Drew Locke written all over him. When did he get he sacked? He could do no wrong. When did he get sacked? He did not get sacked. Oh, got it. But uh, I, do th- I do think that it's good that he can take a chance and try and throw the ball down the field. That's something that we mentioned on uh, Monday's podcast that maybe take some more shots down the field, be a little bit more aggressive in the second half. We've heard Vic Fangio talk a lot about it this week that, hey, it was third and one, third and two. We thought we could get that done running the ball. Maybe this week they'll take some shots and let Drew run a little bit more, throw a little bit more down the field. And uh, it'll just take Drew time to adjust to the speed in the NFL. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he just he didn't take very many shots down the field. I think he exactly. threw, looking at NFL next-gen stats. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that. That next, stands for next generation. Not this generation. Correct. So The next. It's like we're in the future, essentially. Got it. But he attempted eight throws that were more than 10 yards. Yeah. For, for reference, he attempted eight throws that were behind the line of scrimmage. That's that's called a balanced attack, I think. Is that what is that what that means? I'd like to see him throw some bombs. He was the best <laughs> deep he was the best deep ball thrower in the nation at Mizzou. Yeah. And you love Mizzou. Mizzou, that's where my wife went. And then they make this noise at Mizzou, they go raw, raw, raw. No, that's Northwestern. Also Mizzou. <laughs> also Mizzou. Also the Carolina Panthers. This is a Broncos podcast. So any kind of <laughs> Tiger slash cat. They all do the same thing. They all do the same thing. Wild cat. Yeah. Snuggles sometimes does that. (laughs) (laughs) Snuggles. It'd been a few episodes without Snuggles. Yeah. She slash he was beginning to think we didn't like him slash her anymore. And then Drew Locke also goes uh, M-I-Z, and then the alums go Z-O-U. He did that during the game? Yeah. That's impressive. I heard him. I heard him. Nice. Yeah. I that, heard that's uh, actually what was on his arm patch. I heard Missouri was considering making him the new head coach. Drew? Or, yeah. Oh, wow. He's going to do both. And then he might that's go nice. help the Nuggets. Apparently a pretty good basketball player. Yeah, we saw the Twitter video dropped on Thursday of him balling out in high school. With the hair. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't? No. The hair is really oh. impressive. It It is wild. Do you, think, he, it, do you oh, think it's possible? Dunks in it too? Do you think it's possible that... He could be a nice midseason addition, like when the Broncos season is over, could head over to the Nuggets and help him try to beat the Lakers. Okay, so I think it's time to move on to change the change topic here. Uh, enough Drew Lock talk, or did I mean it's never really enough? But I'm exhausted. Yeah, maybe we can uh, move on to our next segment, which is Phil in the blank, which I am totally ready for. There's only two Phil in the blanks this year, oh. this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. He's, r- he's rattled. Yeah, you're probably too busy uh, creating that uh, desktop background of Drew Locke on your computer. I was like, what are you doing over on, the- on your computer there? And you're like, oh, this is like a screensaver type background type deal. Arm patch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, oddly enough, this first fill in the blank has to do with Drew Locke. <laughs> How many touchdowns will he throw this way? <laughs> uh, Drew Locke needs to win blank 
of his final four games to earn the starting job for next year. See, I don't know if it's so much about winning the games, but it's more about him going out there and playing well and uh, showing that he has the potential to become the long-term answer there. But Wait, so Drew Locke needs to win. I don't know if it's about winning the games. It's more about playing well and becoming the long-term answer of his final four games to earn the job for next year. I wasn't done. You kind of interrupted me. Well, that's there. a lot to fit in a blank. I know. It's a long sentence. Keep stay with me. Was there a comma there? You can there? stay with me. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of commas. Don't worry. About I figured. It. I would say he needs to win one. Like it doesn't really matter. Wins losses Nothing doesn't matter for that. <laughs> All that really matters is that he goes out there and plays well. Like if he goes out, throws three touchdowns this weekend. How many? Four touchdowns. How many yards? Three hundred, four hundred, four hundred yards. Three hundred yards. Three hundred yards. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Uh, if he does that and they lose, which would be crazy, but if that did happen and they lost, not a big deal. Drew balled out. Yeah, You know how many games he needs to win? He just needs to ball out. <laughs> he needs to ball out games. Okay, I think that works. Um, I tend to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that if he goes and balls out, then the Broncos will win no fewer than two of these final four games. Yeah, I and mean, it I might not it, happen this week because the Texans are one of the best teams in the AFC, but it, it's certainly, well, Kansas City's going to be tough too. <laughs> but, you know, you would think that if he plays well at, back at home, Detroit and Oakland to wrap up the season, they, if he balls out. Well, especially because at that point he'll have three games under his belt. You hope that he's more comfortable. Um, I think if he goes three and two in that final stretch and those two losses are on the road, then you feel comfortable going into next year with probably a better roster overall. And uh, with Drew trying to snap this streak of losing seasons, I have to go back to the 60s to the last time the Broncos had three losing seasons in a row. The 60s, really? Yeah. I think that was right when you were finishing up grad school. Yeah, because I took a little bit of time off after, after the my- war. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, after I finished up my undergrad, took took a little bit of time, right, to fight, and I returned in the sixties. Right, <laughs> yeah, sixties were a crazy time out here. Yeah, do you have a second fill in the blank or? I do. Uh, so Cortland Sutton has six touchdown catches this season, which uh, this will be a good little two truths and a lie. It's the most of any Broncos receiver since twenty fifteen, when DT Demarius Thomas had eleven. So Cortland Sutton this year winds up with blank touchdowns. Um, with four games remaining, I'm going to say he'll finish with 10 touchdowns. Wow. One touchdown well, he, each you week know, he going had forward. Two last week. I do know that. Yeah. You know that in the uh, other 12 games, he had four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but he's I, on pace the but, last week. <laughs> you know that those first uh, games... Drew Locke wasn't his quarterback. Who? Drew Locke. Got it. No, I just think that uh, he's become their number one option. We talked about at that end of that Minnesota game, how they didn't even look his way in the red zone. And I thought that was a little bit of an error. So I think that moving forward, just throw it up to him and he'll come down with it. Heck, he could have three touchdowns this week. From Drew Locke? From Drew Locke, who will throw 
Three four touchdowns. touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Got it. So I'm going to go ahead and say he finishes with 10. How, what say you? I think eight. I think. So you don't have any faith. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I think he's just going to score one touchdown for every two games, which would be a really nice season. Oh, yeah, I have no faith. Not a real fan. If he wants to make the Pro Bowl, I'm talking about 10 touchdowns. How many yards? More than 400 yards? <laughs> yes. No, I don't know. That would be a lot. He has 900. I believe he has 906 right now. He does. I do think he'll break 1,000 yards. Yes, he better break 1,000 yards. He could do that this game. He can do anything this game. Yeah. He could have 500 yards this game. That's a re- Hopefully he finishes with more than 1,200 yards. That would be a really nice season. 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. God. Yeah, he's baby Megatron. He, uh, he currently ranks 16th in the NFL in touchdowns. Yeah. Can you name the, the three leaders in touchdowns? There's no way you can even name one of them. No, I can't. Chris Godwin. Do you, do you know who he plays for? Who's the other two guys? <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Jones. Do you know who he plays for? And then the final guy? Kenny Galladay. Do you know who he plays for? I do not know. Mm. Godwin but, plays for uh, the 49ers? No. Who he play for? Tampa. Yeah. Oh, Tampa. Jones and Galladay both play for the Lions. Really? Yeah. Galladay, his nickname, Babytron. Galladay? Yeah. It's the Galladay season. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Happy Galladays. And then... Uh, From the Lions. Baby Chark is... Uh, Fourth with eight touchdowns. Charkandrick West. No. <laughs> Different guy. Okay. Just shark hands. <laughs> just, just confusing our listeners one inside joke at a time. All right. Uh, that that's going to do it for fill in the blank. Swanson theme music, please. Thank you. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Let's uh, talk a little bit about Von Miller now. Von Miller. Missed last week's game against the Chargers, his first game that he did not suit up in 95 straight, including the playoffs. It's one way to phrase it. And it's an accurate way. What a, What's coming out of your eyes right now? What do you mean? It seems like there's moisture welling up. <laughs> yeah. What are those? Those are man tears. Grown man tears? Grown man tears. Uh, Vaughn and I, we cry the same way. Wow. Yeah, Vaughn, uh, an emotional Vaughn Miller on Thursday, said after he found out he couldn't play against the Chargers, he cried grown man tears, 30-year-old tears. Yeah. They've been in there for a long time. Yeah, he said he hadn't uh, cried since he was maybe, what, six months? Of course. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, He did reveal that he had an MCL injury. Yep. Um, he said that he tried to give it a go, but if he's not able to do his exotic moves, I know, you know, if you can't do your exotic moves, you're not going to suit up either. I'm not doing the podcast. (laughs) This voice, if this voice isn't 100%, forget about it. Swanson, are you, your exotic moves are still able to be done? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know your neck was hurting a little bit. I'll say stopping. this, though. I agree with him that he is an undersized 
pass rusher. Of course. And for him to be able to do the things that he does, he he dips a lot. He gets low to the ground. And a lot of that power is generated through the knee. And yeah. so if his MCL is not able to go, he's just not going to look right out there. Well, and that's what he essentially said. If I can't do that stuff, I'm not going to play because he's not, he doesn't think that he is capable of helping his team enough. He said, hey, I could rush the, rush the passer, and I did that pretty well in warm-ups, but then I tried to stop the run, and the second that he got pushed backwards and kind of had to plant the other way on that knee, it just felt like something wasn't right. But you could, you could tell how much it meant to him. He said, my identity is playing football. And he said, I do some other things well. I farm chickens. Dance. I tell jokes. He is a jokester. But it, it really was interesting because – I think some people, maybe the perception of Vaughn is because he does so many other things and he's he knows all these people, and especially after Super Bowl 50, he traveled all over the place. Maybe the perception is that Vaughn doesn't you know, need football the way that some other guys do. It was pretty clear to me Thursday how much he cares about the game. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, you could even see him on the sideline. He was pumped up for his guys during the game against the Chargers, really excited, not like down and out and or any of that kind of stuff. He was excited about the win. Yeah, well, and, and for him, his guys. he said he wanted to be here when Drew Locke got famous. Yeah, exactly. He was I'm happy for him. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> Only took one game. No, but uh, hopefully he's able to go this week. He was out of practice, but you could tell maybe he's not 100%. He's got that knee brace on. I would say that, once again, he's truly 50-50. I'll wait to see what Vic says, but... That's what it seems it's like a good to me. Yeah, I... Either he's going to play or he's not going to play. If I 50, had to, that's true. If I had to guess, I would guess he does not play. That is uh, where I, I was leaning as well. But it's it's interesting because if you listen to Vic, it kind of sounds like, hey, he's improving. He's in a better spot. But Vaughn said this isn't something that's going to go away overnight. And I'm not going to go out there if I'm not able to be effective. So sounded more like Vaughn was saying, hey, mate, this might take a little more time. Somebody did ask, are you just going to, would you rather just shut yourself down for the year and not risk tearing the MCL? He said, no, I want to play football if I can play yeah. football. If he can go, he's going to go. Yep. Did Vaughn tweak his knee earlier in the year? He did miss like a practice or something, right? Maybe like on a Wednesday or After, something. After uh, the Colts game, they held him out, I think. But that was just more of he turf. played on turf, and so the the wear was a little bit more than the normal. He claims he did this early in the Bills game and was okay, but kind of felt it a little bit, and then late in the game got hit again, and that's when it kind of flared up. Well, an MCL you know, type of sprain at least, what, three, four weeks at the minimum. Well, that's so. what Juwan James had. Yeah, exactly. And he's only played twice this year. Yeah. So we'll see if Vaughn is able to go down and uh, play against the Houston Texans this week. Uh, they, the defense can really use him going up against a guy like Deshaun Watson, I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure our researchers here would know if Vaughn sacked Deshaun Watson last year when the Broncos played the Texans. Yeah, I'm sure that they would know some type Please of information hold. like that. Um, Why wouldn't you know, they? I mean, they're they are professional researchers. Right, it's kind of their their job in to some know way. This type of information. Um, I will say he for, did have a sack. See, there you go. Vaughn has sacked what 51 quarterbacks now. Correct. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Cannot get to 52. No, but I will say the turf factor down there in Houston, the field is a little bit bouncy. 
It's a, got a little bit of a spring to it. A trampoline? And it feels a little like that. And that is, of course, the site where he tore his ACL in 2013. So if he doesn't feel like he could go, plus you add the addition of the turf down there, I would say that um, odds are against is what I would say on this uh, as we record on this Thursday. Do you think he knows? Like, do you think that's in his mind? Like, hey, I tore my ACL down there. I would hope not. I mean, this is the professional athlete. So much of it is a mental aspect of the game. I think that he's able to block that out. Swanson would have asked him about that if he were game. at the presser. Yeah, w- there's a kind of interesting that it Vaughn, sucks. You Sorry, your ACL at this place, and I, do you want to do it again? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he does. I agree. Okay, so that's but you don't know unless you ask. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you never know. That's why. Swanson is such a great A artist. Holy oh, agree. Oh. <laughs> so that's been our look at Von Miller and uh, what we think might happen this weekend. Of course, nothing official, just our speculation there. But that's what, we, uh, that's what we do best. There is no speculation about this next segment. We're definitely getting a Rick of the Week. Swanson? Well, we have only been doing the theme music after the segment's At over the for some reason this At week. <laughs> Got it. Sorry. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure you must be familiar with uh, Fox's Skip Bayless. Ever heard of him? Oh. Yeah, that's the guy from uh, Undisputed, right, with uh, Shannon Sharp. Exactly. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Uh, but this week's Rick of the Week is Skip Bayless's brother, Rick Bayless. And why That's is a, he it's a real person? And why is he the Rick of the Week? Well, he has uh, some nice restaurants, Frontera, nice Mexican place in Chicago. Or right. any Did of you them say King in Supers? Houston? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh. But perhaps. <laughs> Did you say King Supers? You can find Frontera products at your local King Supers. Maybe. And what is it about this restaurant that this week in particular he is the Rick of the Week? Uh, we're going to Houston. Wow. <laughs> and he's from Perfect. and he's from Houston. Is Skip He is not from Houston. <laughs> Disclosure, not sure where he's from. Is uh, Skip Oklahoma Bayless? City. Is Skip his real name? I think it's Skipper. Really? Skipper? <laughs> huh. No, uh this might surprise you, but there's only so many Ricks in the world, Phil, so Really? I tried to choose a Rick that I knew. Is there a rule that you they have to be related to the game? Probably not. Well, I just tried gone. to suggest a nice Rick, and Phil yeah. has a problem with Rick Bayless. Google, uh, how do you spell this Rick? R-I-C-K. Oh, okay. Not D-R-E-W. I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking uh, R-I-C. Oh. That, that would Branch really out and look you. for some different Ricks. So be Rick nice. Bayless. Rick Bayless. Yeah. Randomly... Not the randomly. Randomly. Why, why do you think it's random? Week. Uh-oh. Seems a little bit. Seems a little bit. We might have random. a surprise guest here on the podcast in a second. Who are you talking about there, Eric? Once again, great podcast Well, I don't want to spoil it for right our now. listeners. Anyway, continue. Um, See if the guest You're, comes you're along. the one who's supposed to continue. This is your segment, <laughs> a Rick of the Week. No, Rick of the Week is done. Really? But now we have a, a guest joining us here on the neutral zone. Randomly just walked in here into the studio. Had no idea that this was going to happen. 
Who do Ladies we got and here? gentlemen, it's the main man, Steve Iwana. This doesn't feel like a neutral zone. It feels like a positive zone. <laughs> I like that, Steve. I like that, Steve. a lot of positivity in here. What's up, man? What are you guys up to What's in here? On? We're just talking about Drew Locke, Steve. Oh, do you like what he did? Love it. I said three touchdowns this weekend. Yeah. How many did he get? How many did he get last week? Two. Yes. Two last week. Two. Three this week. You said three last Four. week. Four. By the end of On the, the neutral zone? Yes. Well, you were listening. Know, you were listening. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if I didn't say it on the neutral zone, Steve, it didn't count. Oh, okay. All right. By the end of the year, he'll be throwing eight. Exactly. <laughs> one by one. Okay. All right. One at a time. I got you. I'm not trying to make expectations too high. No, I, I liked that. I really liked um, his confidence out there. It looked like the guys were playing not just for themselves, but they were, they wanted him to have some success and him to, to get a victory. Um it was it was fun to watch too, and he, he's he's a sprightly guy, right? Um, Looks like he had a lot of fun out there. So hopefully he, he can keep it going. It's going to be a battle this week. He drinks a lot of sprite. <laughs> Is that what sprightly means? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that word said before. I was Steve, a, a guy that plays your former position, going back to Houston for the first time this week, Kareem Jackson. Yes. What are we going to see from him? Uh. I would imagine it's going to be an emotional football game for him. Um, but K-Jack, he's been playing really good football all year. I expect more of the same, him going in there, being physical, throwing his body around. Uh, even though he's not he's not the biggest safety in the world, but he's fearless. And that, that's that's the thing that I love most about Kareem Jackson is he's, he's fearless. You think he knows where that visitor locker room is? I didn't. I know you didn't. When I was at the stadium, man, I came back with the Jets. I'm like, dang, I've never seen this. I didn't know this room was here. <laughs> it wasn't as nice, huh? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Absolutely not. <laughs> it was, still was nice, out. but it wasn't as nice as uh, the, the the home locker room. We don't remember that you uh, being with the Jets. Yeah, we pretend yeah. like that never happened. That never happened. Yeah, I know. So I do too. I do too. <laughs> is is Kareem one of the the hardest hitting safeties in the league? It seems like those guys they don't hit the way that. You guys used to. I mean, I would say yes, um, but you can't do that nowadays. You know, you, I mean, especially like we'd have target points like under the chin. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't do that nowadays. Um, and I would imagine, you know, tackling the way you have to tackle now. I mean, you know, it's a lot, probably a lot more difficult. Steve, we just talked about Von Miller not, you know, we don't know what his status is going to be like heading into this game. How much of a void will that be if he's not able to go? Yeah, well, I, I think it's going to be a big void, um, you know, and without Von Miller, without Bradley Chubb, and we have been with, we've been without Bradley Chubb for a while. Malik Reed is banged up. Right, Malik Reed's banged Attitude's banged up a little bit. Bless you. And Derek Wolf is not playing. You know, we are we. You can't look at this roster right now and say we're just as strong as we were. We we aren't, and but we have to do what these young guys can do well. And I, I would say you're going to have to send some pressure. Maybe send five guys every now and then. But in the on the back end, I think that's where there could be some issues it, because they have some speedy receivers. They, they've been in the system for a little bit. Uh, we know Deshaun Watson can get them the ball. If the front four or five can keep Deshaun Watson contained in the pocket, which is going to be very difficult to do, 
then maybe our backside guys can just make sure we don't give up any deep ball. That's the biggest thing for me. Don't give up the deep ball. Yeah, and I think they have either the the most or the second most 20-plus yard passing plays in the league this year, so that's going to be tough. We saw the Broncos had a hard time containing Josh Allen inside the pocket, so if that was a tough task, Deshaun Watson's going to be a little tougher. Maybe. I mean, I think Josh, Josh I mean, um, I think Deshaun may have a little more speed than Josh Allen, but Josh Allen is a much bigger quarterback, in my opinion, and you know, probably a stronger runner. <laughs> uh, I think when Deshaun Watson, get, if you get up on Deshaun Watson, he may try to throw a move, but normally he's just going to go down. Whereas Josh Allen, he try to he, he'll run you over. Steve, we don't want to keep you on here forever, but uh, you are heading to Houston this week, right? Yeah. Are you going to Houston? Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> are you going? Yeah, I'm going. Okay. I know that's right. I haven't been in a lot of the uh, away Yeah, games, you haven't so. been to any home ge- or road games this <laughs> yes, year. I have. You have? Yes. Preseason, maybe. No. Mm-mm, I've been to one. Which one was it? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, the first one. <laughs> it's been that's a little okay. while. That's okay. Phil goes, but he doesn't really do anything, so yeah, it's essentially true. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve, I'll be on many more trips next year. Steve, you going to be on our pregame show? Of course you are. Yes. Come on, man. What are you talking Come about? On, you you kicked me off? No. I was saying, would you like to join us again? I thought I was already on there. <laughs> of course you are. I'm just Jeez. double checking. Come on, I, Phil. Man, hey, I got to check my itinerary sure. now. I got to make sure. Steve, stop. I was just trying to tease the show. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Wink, you're, wink. You're supposed to say, uh, <laughs> catch us 90 minutes before kickoff. Yes, we'll be there. <laughs> Live from Houston. Steve, I know you also listen to this podcast religiously every week. I won't say religiously, but I have listened to it. <laughs> I have listened to it, and I, I, I really, it's really enjoyable. Yeah, and your favorite segment, true, Two Truths and One Lie. Uh-oh. Have, have, you, have you done it already? Yeah, That's we already a lie. did it. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, I, I just want to hear... Uh, ben and Emily talk a little bit more on the podcast. Emily, do you have anything to say? What, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on Josh Allen? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. No, I'm waiting for my segment, which is the Limerick Challenge. Coming up next. Oh, yeah, yeah, what, what, what is the Limerick, limerick anyway? What the heck is that? <laughs> Ask Emily because she barely knows. What is that? Have you, as you guys explained that in the beginning, right? No, we never explained it. We just Limerick. Know the Rammy Challenge. We explained it yeah. last year. Yeah, that's true. Okay. People got to get their diction. I know. I had that. It's an A A B B A rhyming scheme. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> Steve, would you say you're a member of Neutral Zone Nation? Uh, I'm an avid member. Uh, Steve doesn't Card have to carrying. call it. Yeah, he doesn't have to call hey, in to leave yeah. a voicemail. Yeah. Steve was like, he forget the voicemail. I'll just show forget up. the voicemail. I'll just come in the studio. Steve, you can download this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hey, man, you guys are right Spotify. by my office over here, man. Yeah. I went and got some lunch. I came back. You guys saw you guys in there. And that's the beautiful thing about the neutral zone. You just want to pop on for a second? It's beautiful. It is. Steve. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. Thank you, Steve. And we'll catch you Can on. Can I come uh, on again next time? Of course. We'll catch you on Good Morning Broncos Country tomorrow morning. You're still invited to that. <laughs> and Thank of you. course, the pregame show, which is 90 minutes before kickoff, will be live at Energy Stadium in Houston. NRG. 
Better. Energy. I say energy. Okay. I yeah, guess that's probably I just said the it way really they did fast. It, yeah. Energy. Energy. Energy Stadium. Energy Stadium. That's probably the way they meant it when they made the yeah. name, right? That's what they were going I think for. So. Yeah. Okay. So well. It's like we'll, when you walk we'll in the power field at Mile High, man. You should be empowered. Yes, exactly. Cheer loud for the home team. Exactly. Is I that, should be. I am. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just saying. What do you mean should be? I always am. You don't I've never seen you cheer Phil. <laughs> I wore my <laughs> I wore my uh, suit coat over my Drew Locke jersey on Sunday. Yeah. Why did you do that? You were trying to cover it up? <laughs> no, just uh, it's like a tuxedo T-shirt. You know, it's like a little bit casual, okay, but also fancy. Okay. Yeah. CC. <laughs> <laughs> that stands for Country, country Club. Greg <laughs> Delilah from the Country Club. Hey, I'm out, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. Steve guys and <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for coming on. That's uh Broncos Ring of Famer and uh, Hall of Fame semifinalist this year. We got to get him in. Steve Atwater. Wow, what a great get by the podcast supervisor. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't Let get the it. record show the intern extraordinaire went and got Steve Atwater. Ooh. It's about time that Eric got roasted on here. It's been a while, yeah. I think. CC. Couldn't get Archie Manning, but we could get Steve Atwater. It's nice. Hey, that is good. That is good. So should we even talk about Kareem Jackson or should we, we just did move already. on? I think we did already. Okay. Kareem did meet the media on uh, Thursday. No, I'd met him before. <laughs> but he, um, Terrific. He, Terrific. Uh, spoke it. That was pretty good. Fine. Dang it. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's just move on to the Limerick Challenge. I don't know if Emily's ready for this. Should we explain what it is? Since I already said it was A-A-B-B. <laughs> A-A-Rhyming But scene. we fill in the last missing word. It rhymes. So Correct. That's true, but sometimes see, it rhymes. See, yeah, sometimes it rhymes. It's going to rhyme today, okay? <laughs> and uh, oftentimes it's just like a random word. Right. Back in the day, Phil, I know you and I remember simpler times when it was just you and I on the neutral zone. And the word was something It was related. like a player. Right? It would yeah, be like exactly. Cortland or Not like Vaughn. snow or yeah, like, or you know. Catch. Grass. Game. <laughs> yeah. But Emily, Emily's learning. We don't have to do the Limerick challenge. <laughs> oh, I'll pull this car right over. Yeah, exactly. You'll go to bed without any dinner. You'll have sleep for dinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Emily, we're ready for number one. All right. Last Sunday, I'm going to try and, I, <laughs> I'm gonna try and make it through without laughing. Last Sunday, we saw Drew Locke start his career. His first win made Broncos country cheer. Hopefully more to come so we don't get glum. Our Q's first road game is drawing near. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> CC zero, fill one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To Houston, Texas we go for week 14. It will be a homecoming of sorts for Kareem. He's helping the Broncos defense and it's building suspense. How they play against the tech- Texans remains to be seen. Dream. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking it would be dream there. (laughs) All right, CC one, fill one. Wait, how many are we doing again? (laughs) Five. Five, okay. Okay, so I'll I'll let you get this one so that it stays. Hmm. This week we'll get to see some pretty cool shoes. My cause, my cleats content was good for the views. Shout out. Shout out. Sorry. Is a laughing the B? Hey. Um, shout out Liz from the community and this awesome opportunity for players to show off any design they choose. Yes. 
That was tough because we kind of took like a 10 Ooh. second Sorry. delay. I was just having so much fun. Can it be any design they choose? Because I feel like there are some designs they probably if, could not choose. If Steve wasn't confused, he definitely is now. <laughs> okay, All keep right, going. so number four. <laughs> For the Broncos, the injuries are accumulating. Reading the practice report could be frustrating. We've seen some great flashes from the freshman and sophomore classes, but for Miller and James' statuses, we're still... Humiliating. <laughs> um, Accumulating, frustrating. We're still... Recuperating. <laughs> We're still waiting. Waiting. That was, that was your best one yet. Okay, All right. I'll mm. take that one. <laughs> two to two, heading into the final one. The Drew Lock puns are borderline too much. Getting through this game without one would be clutch. But since it's almost the end, might as well join the trend. You could say I'm locked in on Drew's magic. Touch. Yes, correct. I thought it was going to be like a Q. Yeah, I but thought, then she said Q, so you were kind of confused. Because Well, I thought that the end was going to be a pun, but then it, yeah, it so wasn't. I'm locked in. Yeah, that's the pun. Got it. Limerick challenge. <laughs> Swanson, Limerick challenge. <laughs> Come on. Limerick challenge. Thank you, Emily. We give you a hard time. We give you a hard time, but those are excellent limericks. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh, what was that noise? You don't have to get so upset. <laughs> I won. I'm not upset. <laughs> All right. Now that we've uh, reached that point in the show, I believe it's time for our shout outs. For me personally, I'll shout out Steve Atwater for coming on the show. Nice to see him. It is. I see Steve every single day when I do Good Morning Broncos Country. A staple here for fans every morning. You wake up with me and Steve. It's nice. We We talk to you about what's going on during the day. You have some insight, plus you have this, this, yeah, how do, that magic Steve personality. What time do you get here to shoot those? Really those early. Those at like 5 in the morning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so everybody's waking imagine. up with you guys? Yeah. Crowded. You wake up, you roll over, and you act. You can ask You're Alexa. like, Phil, turn off the alarm. Yeah. You know that um, you can get that from uh, Alexa. You could say, Alexa, what's my flash briefing? And then, boom. You can have it set up so that it's it's right there. Steve Atwater, Phil Milani. It'll just tell you it right there. Wow. And that's current. A lot of people that's, probably that's don't up know to that. date. Yeah. Always? It always is. Got it. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Because I tried it uh, like a month or so ago, maybe two months ago. No. And it said, today is January 10th. That's not and possible. I was, conf- I was confused. I don't think that that's that's my birthday. It was, it was September. <laughs> so that was odd to me. That Maybe maybe I just did it wrong. It maybe it I just was, did it wrong. It was Emily's birthday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe that's what the Very error exciting. was there. Shout out Snuggles, who is a she. Shout <laughs> out to Snuggles, who is a she. Eric, your shout out. I don't know how I can top that. Shout out Liz Manis. Yeah, Liz Manis. Uh, yeah, you did a nice little tweet. I for, did. For Liz Manis. Yeah, uh, my cause, my cleats. She uh, was up front there talking in front of the media. That could be very stressful. A real natural. A nat- yeah, she just got up there and talked about the cleats. She used to be a PR intern. So she knows. So maybe she knows what plays, you know. She, and she's a big fan of the neutral zone as well. Of course. But she has not left a voicemail, so maybe. Kind of disappointing. Yeah. 
Maybe Swanson, not as coming? big a fan as we thought. Swanson, you got a shout-out? Uh, well, in the same line of thinking there, shout-out to all the players who took part for showcasing a cause of their choice that means a lot to them. Uh, we heard a lot of emotional stories from, from players about, you know, why they chose the causes they do, why they, you know, take action in the community. So it's a, it's a meaningful time, so shout-out to them. You know, it'd be kind of cool as if they could wear those cleats anytime. But then it'd be less special, you know? No, it'd still be pretty special. There's only 16 games. Well, what if, like, every day we just celebrated you, so then, like, your birthday wouldn't be as special? Like, you had, to eat a, if, you had to eat a cake every day, and you got presents every day. I'm not talking about every day. I'm talking about 16 days. Of 16. 16 days of 365, and next year, 366. Is something happening? <laughs> What about the next year? Back to 365. I think once you tried to tell me that there were actually 365.25 days every year. That is correct. <laughs> that is accurate. That's not correct That's on the calendar. accurate, though. Not correct on the calendar. Yeah, but I don't go by the calendar. I go by relation to the sun. Phil, what time is it? We're getting real close <laughs> to the sun. Yeah, it's summertime. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Well, I can't wait. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see y'all's loafers for my cost, my my cleats. Yeah, I think uh, some staff causes are being highlighted, which is a nice uh, touch by the community department. That is nice. I think you can find those on DeborahBroncos dot com. Oh, yep. If you go to the news page, you can tab down. We posted it. Um, I think on Wednesday. Did they get shoes? I'm wait. I'm waiting to hear her. <laughs> Normally, I, I don't believe. That's so. weird. My mic wasn't working. Oh, got it. Sorry. Time to move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's going to do it for our show. Anything else that we need to touch on here? I don't think so. I just uh... we had a great cameo to sneak in there. That's true. You know, unexpected, Steve Atwater. Appearance. What are you talking about? I scheduled that, and I booked him and everything. Well, you made it look real natural. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had so. enough chairs and mics and everything. Yeah. Well, we had a great show. We talked about Drew Locke, Von Miller, and uh, I think we talked about Kareem Jackson, but I'm not sure. Uh, played our regular games. I won Two Truths and a Lie. You and didn't. You I followed, didn't. Followed by that, I won Fill in the Blank. <laughs> and then I also won a Rick of the Week. Oh, and I also won the Limerick Challenge, so perfect. Can you win Rick of the Week? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> I love winning. <laughs> I'm just you're, like you're something of the week. I'm just like uh, Will Parks. What did he say the Broncos did to the Chargers? Swept they. Oh, that's what it. That's what it was. What was it? Swept they. <laughs> Swept they. Uh, and then it just stopped. Yeah, that was it. Interesting. Interesting. Well, As I was saying. Huh. Did you have anything else to add, or should we just no, wrap it okay. up? Uh, ben, where, where can people listen to this? They can listen to this on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or, oh, crap. Tune in. Tune in. Ah, I always forget that one. You had such a great show going. I know. Yeah. Or you That's can okay. download it and then listen on Windows Media Player, or you can, you can send it somewhere and get a record made. Yeah. Are we on Kazaa? Kazaa? Yeah. <laughs> Is that that Shaq movie? <laughs> I think that was uh, a way to illegally download music. 
LimeWire. Pro- probably before you were born. Can you get the podcast on LimeWire? <laughs> uh, that was before no you comment. were born, Eric. Eric, are you there? Eric. I think his mic cut oh, out. His mic is cut out. Yeah. Great joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Okay, well, um, we are heading to Houston this week, but when we come back, we'll have a podcast, a fresh podcast, all nicely gift-wrapped for you following Vic Fangio's press conference the day after the Broncos game. Oh, so yeah, yeah, and don't else? forget, after the game, if you're jacked up, or you got something you want to say to us, don't forget to call in 707-NEUTRAL. 707-NEUTRAL! You got something you want to say to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Direct those to us, not toward Vic Fangio, because that would not go well. If you have any criticism for me, uh, please do not call in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Podcast supervisor. I, I, you know, I'm just volunteer, volunteer basis. So. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back next Monday, but until then, you've been listening to... Uh, wait, I messed that up. We'll be back next Monday... Until then, for Ben Swanson, I'm just a human being here. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a perfect robot. We know. For Ben Swanson, Emily Samanskis, and Eric Doyle, I'm Phil Milani, and you've been listening to The The Neutral Neutral Zone. Zone.